Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Good morning, C3 New Hope. I trust you are enjoying your church at home uh, with your wonderful church at home hosts. And, um, and my prayer for you this morning is that you'll receive uh, a word from God. I, I pray that as we dive into the word, into John, um, that God will bring it to life for you. If you don't know me, uh, my name is Andy. I, along with my beautiful wife, Corey, uh, we are campus pastors in C3 New Hope Townsville. And um, big shout out to the Townsville guys. We love you guys. Yeah, with my two, my two children, Xander and Atelka. My boy's four and he's full of life. He loves running around. He loves sprinting. Um, he's doing little athletics at the moment. And my girl who is two, she's beautiful. She's a princess. And she loves being a princess. And, uh, and we love that about her. And her name is Atelka. Yep, that's Hungarian. I mean, you know, it's a little bit different, but it's cool. It's got a story behind it. Maybe you'll hear it one day. Um, brilliant. Uh, now you know me a little bit, I guess. Uh, let's dive into the word. Hey, John chapter 6 will continue with the series following Jesus. Uh, John chapter 6 verse 1 says this. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him, right? They were following him. Why were they following him? Because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick, right? Jesus healing people. Jesus turning water to wine. He's doing things that are amazing. John uses the word sign. He uses the word sign for a reason. Because what do signs do? They point to something. They point to something important, information needed. We need to know something we need to know. Jesus is performing signs. They're miracles, but they're signs. This is something we need to know. Today, what we're going to go through is another sign, what Jesus does here. I love it. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover... The feast of the Jews was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that large crowd, (laughs) seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him. I love that. Just all of a sudden a large crowd is coming towards Jesus, right? We read on, that's 5,000 men coming towards him. That's crazy. I'd be almost having a panic attack. But Jesus says this. He says, hey, Philip, where are we to buy bread? so that these people may eat, right? He sees, they're hungry, they're desiring something. And he says this, John writes this, this is really important, right? Verse six, it says, he said this to test him, right? He tests him. Jesus tests us sometimes, right? He asks us questions sometime in prayer. He'll put, he'll, he'll put us in position where we're tested, right, at times. So it says, for he himself knew what he would do. So Jesus knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's Peter's brother, said to him, hey, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? 
right? We see this. There's two disciples. There's two apprentices of Jesus. There's a, there's a, there's a problem, and they, they don't really have the solution. They just have more problems, <laughs> right? Uh, I know Philip, on the other hand, completely just comes up with the problems, and they're legitimate. They're legitimate problems. There's 5,000 people that just turned up. How are we going to have enough money? How are we going to get enough bread, Jesus? You know, it's, it's real. It's a real problem. Now, then Andrew, at least Andrew comes with some kind of solution, right? And, and that's important that we see that. But it's this young boy that brings the loaves in. And he supplies them for Jesus, gives them to Jesus. Jesus wants us to see past the problems. He wants us to see that if we come to him, he will, he will help us. He will help us overcome those things. He will help us find a way that only he can that only he can create, right? So let's keep reading here. Jesus said this, have the people sit down. I love it. Just have the people sit down. Now there was so much, there was much grass in the place. So the men, <laughs> the men sat down, about 5,000 in number, right? There's enough grass for 5,000 men to sit down around Jesus. There's always enough room around Jesus. Jesus wants you to know there's always enough room around him. We've got to read the Bible. We've got to get into it. We've got to understand what, what John's trying to say to us here. And Jesus then took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftovers. Right? Gather up the leftovers. In verse 13, it says, they gathered up up to 12 baskets full of food, full of bread and fish, right? It's full on. Jesus, Jesus just found the solution. He saw the need, the physical need, and he found the solution. He created the solution. He created a miracle. He multiplied the bread and the fish. He used what only a little boy could bring him. There's so much in this, right? Jesus can just use it. If you bring it to him, he can use it. If you need something, you come to him, he will provide it. He will provide what you need, right? And they had enough for what they wanted, right? <laughs> but, but this is the thing, right? We've got to read on here because these guys, these, these men, they were looking for something that Jesus was not particularly going to provide in this moment for them. <laughs> Says this. They said, this indeed the prophet who is this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. They're claiming he's a Messiah. He's here to save us. And then verse 15 it says, perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is what Jesus did. He he made a moment, he, he, he took a moment and began to distinguish himself right here by withdrawing, with, by withdrawing, by saying, I'm not the guy that you're looking for. I'm not going to be the king that's going to deliver you from that, that oppression right now. I've got something else for you. And it's something that, that no other man can provide. Maybe it might not be what you want right now, but it's what you need. Right, so we can read on. <laughs> we read on in John, and it says that the crowd is looking for him. And when they found him on the other side, in verse twenty-five, it says, "Rabbi, 
When did you come here? They're like, where have you gone? When did you come here? Jesus answered them, said, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. He's saying, you didn't see the sign. I'm performing signs, but all you want is a miracle. I'm performing signs, right? He said, you didn't see the signs. The signs were to point you to the truth. The signs were to point you to the information. The sign was to point you in the correct way. He's saying, but because you came looking for me because you ate your full fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I am distinguishing myself from those that can only bring temporary, right? I'm trying to show you a sign here that is more than what you can even, that you can even imagine. I want to bring this food that endures for eternal life, right? He says, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set the seal. Then they said to him, what must we do? What must we do? to be doing the works of God. So what must we do? It's always, what must we do? How good can we be to get into heaven? That's not what Jesus is about. He loves you. He wants to provide for you. He cares for you and he has grace for you, right? This is the message of the gospel. So Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him then, what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? They still haven't seen it, but it's, it's okay because Jesus is working with them. He's he, they're still seeking him. He's still talking to them. He still cares for them. What work do you perform? He says this, our fathers, sorry, they said this, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. That was a work, right? As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, again, truly, truly, He's being intentional. He wants them to understand this is the truth. I say to you, it was not Moses. It was not man. It was not Moses. It was not man, right, who gave you the bread from heaven. But my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He's talking double Dutch. He's performing miracles, but they're signs. And he's trying to show them. He's trying to get through to them. That this is more than the temporary. This is the eternal. And it's me. It's me you need. I will provide your needs. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, Jesus said in verse 35. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and you, you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who has sent me. And this is the will of him who has sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, he's saying. 
You want to know what God wills, what God cares about? It's this, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. Jesus uses the miracle of of multiplying five loaves and five fish, which is magnificent. And he says, hey, it's not about the physical, but it's about the eternal. Hey, I love you and I see your need and I want to meet it. And we're going to meet it. And we're going to do that if you come to me. But it's far more than that. My heart for you is that we will be in relationship for eternity. My Father's will for you is that you will be a child of God. What we need to ask is, why Jesus? Why Jesus, right? Because Jesus is promising hope. Jesus is promising purpose. Jesus is promising a future. And we need to recognize exactly what he's providing. Why Jesus? Why did he withdraw? These guys were after him. They were looking for him. And he withdrew. They were going to make him a king, but he withdrew. And why Jesus? Why do we need Jesus so badly? Why is the Christian message so important? Because there's Tony Robbins. There's the gym. There's your coach. There's your wife. There's your husband. There's your kids. There's your career. There's a lot of things we can put our hope into. See, before I found Christ... I put a lot of my hope in my career. I was in the army. I wanted to be in the special forces. I tried out for it. And I got asked to come back for it. I, 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 things didn't work out the way I liked it. So then I started dabbling in other things. And I, and I tried to get help in the, in, in, through psychology. I tried, I, I tried to you know, travel the world to seek myself. I did, so, I did a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things I'm not proud of. But... You know, some things that were wise. But I, I just, it just wasn't the same as Jesus. And it wasn't meeting the need for my soul. It was when I found Jesus is when that I, I started to begin to recognize that Jesus actually calls me beyond those things, beyond some of my wounds. And he heals them, but he, he calls me eternally. He says, I've got more than just the physical bread but I've got eternal life for you and I love you and I care for you. This morning, I want you to ask, why Jesus? Because there are a lot of other things out there. Why Jesus? When your friends that don't know Christ, I want you to, uh, uh, when they're looking for hope in the world and they say, hey, yeah, man, I love that you go to church, but you know, surfing's my church (laughs) or the pub's my church, man, or the gym's my church or this, that, and the other. And we live in a world that's tolerant, right? I want you to talk to him about Jesus because he's going to provide far more than what surfing can provide or boxing can provide or a, you know, a career can provide or a motivational speaker can provide. He provides eternal life. This morning, let's think of this. Jesus is the bread of life. That's eternal life. We're going to take communion together in, in a moment. Uh, I'm sure your hosts have, have provided communion here this morning. So I want you to take that and we're going to take this together. As soon as we finish here, I want you to, um, I want the host here to lead 
lead us into communion by taking it together, by praying together and thinking about Jesus, partaking in him as the bread of life um, because he laid his life down for us so that we could have eternal life. He rose again from death so that we could have eternal life if we receive him, if we come to him. All right, guys. Have a good morning. Big love from me. Um, enjoy the rest of your church at home together. All right. Bye. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.